1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Now, Asif, we have the final numbers for 2018, and over to you. Good, bad, or ugly?
2: Well, they were, uh, you know, what they were—they were pretty ugly when you look at them overall and and just at a glance. They, you know, a 16% decline in unit sales, a 4.3% decline in average sale price. So all in all, you look at that and you say, "Wow, that is pretty horrible." That now, you know, it kind of translates into a very bad year for real estate. But what we have to look at, and it's what we've talked about for the entire year, is we were not comparing apples to apples for the first five months. If you think about what happened January to May in 2017 and, and what January to May 2018 was up against, those were huge shoes to fill. And January to May 2017, we had multiple offers. We had government intervention. We had, uh, you know, very low supply. So almost no inventory. We had less than a month of inventory. And, we didn't have, although we were promised that the changes would affect affordability, all they did was throttle demand. And once you shut off demand, the supply just, it was stagnant. It just sat there. So that contributed to a a really bad start for, uh, sorry, 2018 from January to May. So we almost have to look at, the, the year two thousand eighteen in two different segments. We have to look at it as you know, segment one, January to May, and then what happened from June to December.
1: And how would you describe those two different um, segments of twenty eighteen?
2: They were almost extremes. So, mm-hmm. the the first part we we had a lot of losses. We were expecting that because we could not compete with the heat of the market that was January to May two thousand seventeen. January to May 2018 now had all of these regulations in place. They had a stress test in place. So there was a lot of contributing factors to ensure that we could not repeat what happened in January to May of 2017. And that's exactly what happened. So if, so if you look at January 2018, we were down 4.2%. If you look at February, we were down 12.4%. March down 14.3%. April down 12.32%. And then in May, it started to stabilize a little bit, but we were still down 6.8%. Mm-hmm. When you look at number of sales that took place in uh, from January to May of 2017, we sold 46,591 places. That same period in 2018, we sold 31,785 a huge gap. That's almost 15,000 less properties sold in the same period in 2018 than that as to what happened in 2018. So that's a, that's a huge gap to make up for any year.
1: Now, for our listeners um, who maybe want to learn more about this and uh, take a closer look at those numbers, you recently wrote a blog about this. Where can they find that blog?
2: I did. So you can visit our our REMAX Prime Properties site on Facebook and the blog is on there or on Twitter at REMAX All-Star or you can also get this blog at HomesearchPros.com and just click on the blog tab.
1: Now in this uh, blog post, you also suggested that yes, 2018 was a roller coaster of a year and you, your, your headline was, has the Toronto real estate's bubble finally burst? What's your answer to that then?
2: The answer is no and and the answer is no because we didn't have a bubble. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of speculation, there's a lot of talk that, you know, our market is inflated, there's a bubble, it's going to burst, there's a crash coming or a correction coming. But this is all economics. This is supply and demand. So, if you look at what happened from June to December that's going to give a clearer picture as to how the year turned out because now that's an apples to apples comparison the same rules were in place from uh, April or sorry from June to December of 2017 that were in place for June to, to December, December 2018. Of 2018 okay so if we look at those numbers now you're looking at a total number of sales for June to December 2017 45,672 now, remember, in the first five months of the year, we were down 15,000 sales. So if you look at what happened in 2018, we're expecting that number to be down as well. Mm-hmm. But but we weren't. We we showed forty five thousand six hundred and forty one sales for that same period. So almost identical numbers. We were down thirty one units sold. But just it, it just shows you that when you have the same rules, the same conditions, you're going to get the same results. And that's what happened. And what about if we focus or drill down to York Region? If we drill down to York Region, York Region so- showed uh, the largest declines at the beginning of the year in 2018. So, in those five months, because York Region had a very heated start to 2017. If we're looking at what happened in 2018, sure, York Region was down about. 30 to 50 percent at the beginning of the year but we sh- we closed off the year down 20 percent so we made up a lot of ground right we in 2017 York region sold 14 thousand nine hundred and twenty six homes we were expecting that to be about 40 to fifty percent lower this year in 2018 just the way the year started off but we ended up at eleven thousand eight hundred fifty eight we picked up a lot of momentum after June and you know we also saw a price start to climb as well. We were down a lot in terms of price point. The average price in 2017 in York region was $1,058,616. We closed off 2018 at $915,713, so down 13.5%, which is not bad compared to what we were looking at before. Now, there are contributing factors to this. If you think about the mix that we've talked about on this show previously, there were more condos sold this year than we've ever seen in York Region. So that brought the average price down. The average price of a condo is $493,000. The average price of a home is still $1.1, $1. 1, $1. $1.2 million. So if you're selling more condos, it's obvious that the average price is going to appear lower. It doesn't mean that people have lost money in their homes or you know, homes are selling for less. What we're not seeing is the multiple offer phenomenon. Now, this is an interesting number. In 2017, we were selling homes for 104% of asking on average. Wow! So, you know, this this is the people that were paying asking price or 5% or more or 10% more. It averaged off at 104% of asking. So, obviously, that's not sustainable. This year... A normal market is 96 to 98%. Guess what 2018 was? 97%. So we're right in that range, the normal range. Okay,
1: so I'm going to take a line from your blog post. And as we head into 2019 on a level playing
2: field, what should we expect? So we're, for 2019, we, just, we got some great news this week about the interest rates. You know, We're looking at people finally figuring out that this is the new normal. In terms of number of sales, we we were short for 2018 by about seven to ten percent. I think we should be around the 83 to 85,000 range. We're going to see that bounce back. We're going to have about seven to ten percent more units sold this year, and that's going to put us in the 82, 83, 84,000 unit range. And we're not going to see those crazy price increases. Are we going to see gonna multiple see, offers? We will start to see multiple offers. We're, we're going to start to see price increases about 3 to 5%, which is exactly where we were. We were about between 2 and 4% from June all the way to December. So every month, year over year, the price did go up. And, and you're going to start to see that continue because that's a healthy increase. That's healthy appreciation. It's not the 10% or the 15% or 20% that we were used to in multiple offers. But here's where it gets interesting. Right now, we have started to see active listings and new listings on the decline. So there's not as many properties as there were six months ago or eight months ago that you have a choice of. So what ends up happening? It's a supply and demand equation. As supply starts to come down, demand, there's pent up demand because obviously we didn't have as many people buy last year. So they're still on the waiting on the wings because they wanted to see what happens next? Now that consumer confidence is back. These people are back in the market. Now you've got more buyers, less listings. Uh-oh. So guess what's going to happen? Bidding wars. Bidding wars, multiple offers. It's you know two weeks into January, we're already seeing bidding wars, which is crazy because if you think of all the negativity surrounding 2018, you would, you would kind of think that we will never get into bidding wars again. But that's happening because there's not a lot of inventory. And with the housing market, Tina... And our listeners know this, it's, it's all about supply and demand.
1: All right. When we come back, a shot in the arm that boosts consumer confidence. Interest rate details coming up. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Joining us next on The Market is Cindy Mason, and she is Broker of Record for the Mortgage Domain. Cindy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tina.
2: Good morning, Cindy.
3: Morning, Asif.
2: Cindy, we had uh, some great news uh, from the Bank of Canada this week, and they're going to be holding the interest rates the same at 1.75%. Tell us what that means. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's a great shot in the arm for our buyer clients and, and also sellers. So what does that mean? You know, what are you anticipating moving forward? It seems to be great news to kick off 2019.
3: Yep, I agree with you, asked if, um It was, um, I'm not going to say it was a, a huge surprise. Um, the economy has been a little slower as, as I think a lot of us know. I know um, the, the governing council keeps saying that, you know, the interest rates have to increase and ultimately they do. I just think they um, have gone a little slower than expected. Um, you know, the, oil, the oil, oil market was down. The housing market obviously was down. There's uncertainty in the, in the global trade market. So that all seems to be, um, you know, going in that direction in the near future. So eventually it will start to to increase, but for right now, I think it's going to, you know, stay low and that's great news. And I'm hoping that it will give consumers a little bit more confidence to, um, you know, not just sit sit back and wait and and not do anything to make a move and, and invest in the housing market because it's still known to be one of the best investments you can make. Um, Yeah. So just like if you, I, I know there've been a lot of government, um, Regulation changes and all of that, and people are apprehensive. And um, But if there's anybody out there who hasn't, you know, who are just afraid because, oh, I don't think I can qualify or, qualify or I don't think I should or maybe it's not a good time, it is still a good time. The interest rates are, are low. Um, just, to, you know, talk to your mortgage broker and find out what the, – there are lenders out there who um, can help make – make the numbers work if if it means getting you into the housing market. It's still a great investment.
1: And Cindy, is that what you noticed in 2018 was that uh, clients and consumers were waiting and hesitating and you're suggesting possibly now, okay, don't do that anymore, jump in and take the chance?
3: Yes, that's what I I was definitely finding that. I mean, there were still a few out there that um, didn't let it affect them, but yeah, a lot of them were just kind of sitting and waiting. So, I mean, this is a great way to start off a new year and just maybe get people uh, back into that, to that, have that confidence to get back in.
2: And we've been waiting uh, for this announcement because over the last few months, there's been a lot of speculation of, you know, will they go up, will they not go up? The Bank of Canada has gone on record to say Canadians should expect 3% as the target mm-hmm. uh, overnight lending rate. Now, one thing that comes to mind is the stress test. So when the rate was 1% and the stress test was introduced, Mm-hmm. You know, they were saying, you know, rates could go up about 2%. So you need to qualify for 2% higher. We've seen three increases of 0.25%. So we've, we've seen the interest rate go up uh, from the original 1% to 1.75%. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any chance that this stress test should be scaled back? Because if they're only going to be interesting or, uh, increasing this to about 3% and we're already at one75 why are we still qualifying people for two percent more? Uh, any insight on that?
3: Um, I I agree. Um, I think it, it was a, a little bit excessive. I mean, I get the idea behind it to protect everybody, but yeah, like you said, um, it's not. It may not get that high, and and why is everybody panicking? I'm hoping that the government will take a look at the whole, um, you know, the whole change that has taken place and 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 maybe reconsider a little bit, maybe make it 1% or, um, you know, that would be, I think that would be more reasonable.
1: And how likely do you think that reconsideration is? Have you ever seen that happen mm. before?
3: I don't think it's likely, but mm. you never know. You never know.
2: What are the possibilities that the banks in order to, you know, kickstart, because the banks are not making money if they're not able to lend money. Do you think the banks will be a little more lenient in their ratios? Uh, I know that some of the uh, secondary lending institutions are being a little more lenient right now than the big five. What do you see on that on that end of it?
3: Well, I have actually, uh, I have seen um, with some of the lenders um, that can, that are able to do it. I mean, obviously, if if it's high ratio and you have less than 20% down, that's not an option because you have to go through the mortgage insurers. But if you have the 20% down and, you know, the ratios are a little bit higher, if your credit is strong, you have good net worth, and everything else on the application is strong, I have seen them go beyond um, the regular guidelines. So that's what I I mean, like, oh, and... Talk to a broker. Get get your situation assessed because you may not be in the same situation as everybody else. Like if you have um, good net worth and fantastic credit, you you may be able to um, you know qualify for a little bit more.
1: And what's your recommendation then, Cindy, for your clients and consumers right now? Should they lock into a fixed rate? What what do you suggest that they do?
3: It really depends on on the client and their and their personal circumstances. Some clients just won't don't. Um, like risk at all. They like fixed. They won't even consider a variable right now. Um, You can't really go wrong with a fixed. Um, The variable is is where the risk is, but the rates, you do stand um, the chance of of paying less interest over time. But it really depends on on your risk level, your risk tolerance. And in
2: the end, when we do look at these rates, I mean, I... I came from an era of where I was paying five and a half, six percent when I first bought my house. There's people mm-hmm. out there that I speak to every day that were paying eighteen to twenty one percent. These are still some yeah. of the lowest rates that we've seen. So, Absolutely. again, not a lot of of panic out there because you're still getting mortgages for three percent or four percent. You know, if if your credit doesn't allow you the lower rate, so you know, it, there's a lot of good news out there for home buyers and sellers when these rates are being, you know, stabilized or, or kept to where they are right now.
3: Absolutely. I mean, even if they go uh, to four, even 5%, it, it really isn't that high.
2: That's right. And the difference between, say, a, a 3% rate and a 4% rate, what would that be in terms of dollars per month? Like a mortgage payment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, say, for a $100,000 mortgage.
3: Uh I'm going to say oh, I could do a quick calculation here. I'm going to say a couple hundred dollars a month.
2: So not I'm detrimental couple, by by any no. means, and 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 it is. It depends affordable.
3: on the mortgage amount, right? Over a hundred thousand, yeah. I'm going to say a few hundred dollars.
2: Right.
1: So, Cindy, yeah. if someone is, you know, they're getting their ducks in a row right now, right? Because mm-hmm. I need to get my financing locked and loaded so that I know what can I what I can afford when I hit the market. What exactly do, do a, does a consumer or a client need to come in with in order to qualify for that mortgage? What do they need to do right now?
3: Um, well, they just need to um, have their income documents um, ready. They need to know how much of a down payment they have available put, to put towards um, a property. Um, and if they're, you know we'll have to pull a credit bureau, that kind of thing, but there's nothing... Really, down payment, if you can get 20% down, that's what's going to help you the most because then we can do longer amortizations. Um, we have flexibilities with credit unions uh, where you don't have to qualify um, at, at the 2% higher. You know, There's different um, options that we have once you have the 20% down.
2: And, Cindy, for our clients that are listening and they, and they just want to – Get a handle on what they can afford and and also maybe get a second opinion on on what they've been told. What's the best way for them to reach out to you and and get an application to to just get that second opinion or get the ball rolling
3: just to just contact me or yourself and um, we'll just do it over the phone we can I, I'll send you an application. It doesn't take long. you know I could have an answer um, the same day as to or you know and I just spoke to a client yesterday. Um, who's at the very beginning stages, and I thought it was fantastic that he was starting early. Um, he's not in position right now to do it, but we have a plan in place. Um, you know, we have a, a one-year plan. He knows exactly what he has to do, and uh, hopefully next year we'll we'll get him into a home.
2: That's awesome. So the the best number to reach you at again is four one six four one zero zero nine zero zero, and yeah, that's correct. Then you can hit extension one and go right to you.
3: That's right.
1: Terrific. Thank you for joining us, Cindy.
2: Okay, thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Have a great day.
1: We've been speaking with Cindy Mason, broker of record for The Mortgage Domain. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and our first hot listing of the year. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on Schedule to find On the Market and our list of shows. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416 985 or email at the Now back to On the Market on 1059 The Region
1: Welcome back to On the Market York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 1059 The Region I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties Time now for our listener questions the first one comes from Lauren in Thornhill and he wants to know why is the assessed value of his home different
2: than what his agent says his home is worth? Asif? <laughs> Lauren, that's a great question. And, you know, think of it like this. Your your assessment is based on the average in the area and and according to questions that they ask you as to what you have in your home. So they're going to take the average of the area, you know, plus or minus what you have or don't have in your home, and they're going to come up with this ballpark number, That's going to be your assessment. Now, this is no different than some of these online companies that will say that, hey, you know, find out what your house is worth in 15 minutes, you know, fill out some of these questions or put in your address. So if you're just putting in your address, it's just a wild guess and and it'll be close. It'll be in the ballpark, but it's not going to be the value of your home. What does an agent do differently? They're going to come into your home. And, you know, we've been in a lot of homes in the areas that we service. So we know exactly what your neighbors have or people down the street have around the corner. And we're able to take the average in the area, but give you specific numbers as to what your home should be worth. And that's going to be your most accurate assessment, if you want to call it, is when when someone actually comes into your house and says, the, you know, your granite counters are worth five thousand dollars the extra bathroom is worth thirty five hundred dollars and once we're able to piece this all together, that's going to be the selling value of your home or the market value of your home and that's also about respecting the experience of an agent isn't it? It really is and you know it's the experience that you end up paying for in the end it's it's an investment in what they know and what they can get for you because this is your largest asset so you want someone that's knowledgeable and and has the industry experience to be able to price your home properly.
1: And I think you made, you know, a, a valuable point there when you said the agent has actually been in your home. They can actually see, you know, what you've done to your kitchen or bathrooms or or basement, et cetera. So they're the ones who are going to provide that accurate assessment.
2: That re- it really is. OK, our idea.
1: next question comes from Vanessa and Markham. She wants to know, should she price her home higher to leave room for negotiations?
2: The best thing, Vanessa, is to price your home at market value because you will never get less than what someone believes your home is worth. If you price it too low, you will have uh, a bidding war. And again, when you're pricing it low to get a bidding war going, you got to be careful because your starting level is very low. So you don't want to leave money on the table if you only have a couple of offers and they don't get to what your home should be worth then you're you're leaving money on the table if you price it too high you're going to be even though you're willing to sell it so l- let's let's say you want to price your home at $800,000 because you want to have $50,000 in play well if someone can only afford $750,000 and you're okay selling for $750,000 right you want to price it at 800 to get to that 750 some people may not even see that your house is available because they're not searching up to 800 because they can only afford 750. So now if you have 3 or 4 people that are looking for a $750,000 home, you've priced it at 800, you've just missed the boat on maybe 3 or maybe all 4 of these buyers and your home is just going to be sitting until you come down to that magic price point.
1: Right. Asif, I have to say, this week we had a, really a couple of thoughtful inquiries, don't you think? And how do they get in touch with you if they have more questions?
2: These are great. You can always uh, email me off of the website. Go to 105.9theregion.com, 105.9theregion.com. Click on the schedule you'll find on the market, and you can send in your questions there. Or you can email me directly at asif at ca.
1: All right, just before we go, this week's Hot Listing and joining us from Remax Prime Properties is Heather Cooper. Heather, over to you. Thanks, Tina. This week's Hot Listing is a brand new executive home in the exclusive neighborhood of Stonehaven. That's a new market. This home has over $100,000 in upgrades. We're talking hardwood throughout, 10-foot ceilings on the main. It's bright, open, you got a lot of natural light. It's got those really cool black steel Samsung appliances. And all the bathrooms have en-suites upstairs. It's four bedrooms, four bathrooms. It's located at 853 Harry Douglas Street. That's at Bayview and Mellock in Newmarket.
2: Asif, what do you think about this area and this listing? You know, I had the privilege of seeing this house as it was being built. And it is just stunning. The the size, the layout, and, and the upgrades that were put into this home. Uh, This home was actually built for the seller to move into, so the upgrades were very tasteful, and it is just a stunning home now that it's done.
1: Wow, it sounds spectacular. Heather, one more time, the list price, uh, some of the highlights, and where our listeners can get more information. The asking price on this one is $1,288,000, and they can contact Helen Liu at Remax Prime Properties at 905-554-5522.
2: All right, that's our show for this week, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, everyone.
1: Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.